Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast, a show to raise your consciousness, deprogram and replace limiting and destructive beliefs, reignite your life and ultimately wake the hell up to your true potential. I'm your host and guide, Shannon Riley, and now let's get into today's episode. Hello, podcast family. Welcome back to the show. Truth be told, I recorded an episode and then I didn't like it, so I deleted it and here we are again. So let's see what comes up and comes through for this one. And I wanted to talk in this episode about whose relationship is it? Is it your relationship or your inner child's relationship? I've been talking a lot about breakups because obviously I went through one, we know this, but I wanted to just talk a little bit about inner child within either the breakup or the relationship, more so just relationships in general. But when it comes to the end of a relationship, let's be real, it usually rocks our world and it makes us feel a whole plethora of universal emotions, usually some fear, anger, anxiety, abandonment, discouragement, all of the different types of things. But within all of us, we all have patterns of specific feelings that come up within relationships and again, as they end. And if you have done any type of self-awareness work, at least in the relationship realm, hopefully you know that sometimes things reoccur. We end up in the same relationships over and over and over again. And I believe that this is because it's an opportunity for healing. This is recycled pain. And it's basically, in my mind, the universe shoving in your face, being like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Here's an opportunity. Take it, learn from it, go with it, and then you'll advance. And until we face it, it's just going to continue, which is how we end up in the same relationship with the same person, but a different face and different body and a different freaking name. So when it comes to this, we need to have the freaking courage to go straight to the eye of the storm, the eye of the hurricane, the eye of the tornado to figure out the core of the issue, which is usually an unmet childhood need, which we'll talk about even if we don't feel like we're entitled to it, we don't feel like we are entitled to figure out what our issues are. You are deserved, you are deserving and worthy of understanding yourself on that level. Like we're not even talking about fixing it or healing it or whatever. You at least deserve to freaking know. So to get just right into this episode, I feel like this is actually going to probably be a quickie. Hopefully I always say that never is. (laughs) Um, we all have an inner child and I would actually argue that we have a bunch of them. We have different ages, different versions of ourselves, different seasons of life, especially our inner teenager. That one never gets any freaking attention, which is probably why it's so pissed off all the time. But don't forget about your inner teenager. That bitch is like a bull in a china shop. She'll come in and she'll mess your shit up because she just wants some damn attention. Don't we all? That is literally a fundamental part of being a human being. So when it comes to inner children or inner child, we have a lot of needs. And these needs are coming directly from our developmental stages. Like they're not just some abstract bunch of bullshit, right? Like this, when we are growing up, we are one of the most dependent species on a caregiver, right? If not, I mean, we are the most dependent. And when we are going through that stage of growing up, there are a certain set of needs that we need to have met in order to continue progressing throughout our cognitive and character development. One of these areas is self-value. This is like a sense of mattering, being taken seriously, a sense of being wanted, also your sense of self and being different from people, not so enmeshed or codependent on each other. Another area is stimulation. This is like pleasure, pain, fun, excitement, challenge. Another one is socializing. This is just getting the affirmation of your feelings or needs from your parents. And all of these are really coming from either your parents or whatever adult 
figure, caregiver figure, primary caregiver figure that you had growing up. Grandmother, older brother, older sister, cousin, parents, neighbor, I don't know, whoever. But these needs are being met hopefully by them. Another set of needs is structure. This is just direction and modeling and boundaries and predictability. And then lastly, there's stroking. This comes down to just getting attention, recognition, being held, being touched, being encouraged, being praised, and feeling warmth because of the presence of somebody else. And when one of these basic dependency needs are not met at the proper time and in the proper sequence of our development as children, our personality gets arrested at that stage and we learn adaptive ways to get our needs met. And over the course of time, as we experience all that need deprivation, we lose awareness of what those needs actually are. And then we don't even remember what we really freaking need. And we're so used to our adaptive forms of getting that need met. And this is a major factor in becoming what is called an adult child. This is when we grow up beneath the surface is a little child who feels empty and needy. And all of those needs are insatiable because that child is still stuck in that adult body. And this leads to compulsive and addictive behaviors. And also within the context of obviously this podcast, our relationships can become a source for that unmet need. So for example, let's kind of go back up to the top in here. So within that self-value, there's that sense of mattering, being taken seriously, that sense of being wanted, sense of self and being different. When these needs are unmet, We may try to be someone or find somebody that love bombs the hell out of us and we live in this fantasy land and we fall into enmeshment because we lack that sense of self. So these unmet needs then create, again, adaptive strategies so that we get that need met because we do fundamentally need them all met. And we can certainly do that within relationships. And also within that stimulation area, when these needs are unmet, like pain, pleasure, fun, excitement, challenge, there's a couple of different things that can happen within here. Number one, we may try to find someone that is super unpredictable so that we're always on edge and feeling excited, feeling challenged, maybe feeling even some pain. Or on the other end of things, we could also just be attracted to this kind of person because there was too much unpredictability and our nervous system is now addicted to it and becomes our comfort zone. And it also becomes what we believe we deserve and that this is what love is. It is unpredictability. Say, for example, if you are a female and you're heterosexual, maybe and if you had a very unpredictable father or absent father figure, maybe you believe that that's just how men are and that's how they show their love. So what type of partner do you think you are, number one, going to attract, number two, be attracted to, and number three, accept as fair and as what you're worthy of in your life? So you can see how these unmet needs, again, impact who we choose in the relationships we decide to engage in. Another one within that socializing, that affirmation of feelings and needs, maybe if that was unmet, we're going to try to find someone who is always checking in on our emotions for that validation. We constantly need like those check-ins of like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Just because we never had that growing up, now we're overcompensating because again, it's an adaptive strategy to get that need met. Or also, if you had no boundaries growing up, Maybe you have a lack of boundaries within your relationships or your situationships and you're always being walked all over or used. Or if you lacked predictability growing up, now you engage in untrustworthy relationships because that's, again, just what you're freaking used to. That is your 
reality. That's your definition of relationships because that's all you have ever known. Or if you never got recognition growing up, maybe that could lead to words of affirmation becoming your love language. Or if you didn't get enough holding or touching growing up, like physical touch, especially from a mother figure, this could lead to physical touch being your love language. So you can see within here that these things matter so much. They impact who we are in such a deeply core level and especially within relationships because relationships are one of the key components of where we break down our walls and we allow ourselves to be completely vulnerable and seen and exposed. In this we're really breaking down our walls to that inner child of like, this is who I am. And a lot of us, if we haven't done the inner child healing work, those are the parts of us that we're going to expose within our relationships because that's what we got to give. That's what we got to offer, right? So again, we all come up with adaptive ways to get these needs met. Also, I feel like I should say this, if you didn't have a need met by like a parent, you're like, I have good parents, but they didn't meet this need. Like it's not really anybody's fault, right? Like parents are doing the best that they freaking can with the resources that they have available. Some parents do a lot better than others, but I truly believe that human beings on a core level, everybody is doing the best they can with the resources that they have the courage, they have the bravery to utilize and take action with. Because let's be real, you guys, we always all have the resources within us. That's the beauty of being a human being. However, a lot of us, some of us, are still too stuck in fear to actually use them. So before you are like, oh, this is all my dad's fault, like demonizing people, your ex, your dad, your mom, your sister, whoever, is never the goal because that is holding on to resentment within your heart. And resentment is the number one relationship killer. And that includes the relationship with your freaking self and your relationship with community and earth and God and all of it. And if you are holding resentment towards anybody, really do the work to let that shit go because forgiveness is not for them. It is for you. It is for your peace of mind, your peace of heart so that you can finally put down the freaking luggage of that resentment because it's not free. It is not free to hold that shit on or hold on to that shit. You are carrying around a hundred pound barbell on your back and each day you're adding an extra pound. So if you've been carrying shit from freaking high school and you're 30, it's time to let it go because the only person you're hurting is you. I can guarantee you, whoever you're resenting from high school probably doesn't give a shit. They have their own shit, right? They're resenting other people. They're not worried about what they did to you. So stop being worried about what they did to you and start being worried about or concerned with how am I going to use this as an opportunity for healing? So there's that. And then again, this is actually going to be a really quick episode because I'm almost done. Now, I also want you to consider what your role was within your family as a child growing up. That is a part of that inner child. It's the script or the identity, the part of the play that your inner child believes it needs to fulfill. And until it recognizes this is the role, this is how it came to be, and this is how it makes me feel, and is this serving me or not, and how can I, you know, fix this or change it or adapt it or evolve it into what is serving me throughout my life. Till we do that, you're just still going to be in that role. So ask yourself, were you the hero or the overachiever or the caregiver or the unseen or the uh, for, like forgotten child or the manipulated or the used? Like what freaking were you in your family structure? Because every family is a system. It's almost like it's like an operation, right? And the operation is hopefully the goal of it is love hopefully that's, you know, the ideal. However, 
at the bare minimum, it, that's another question you can ask. What was the operation of my family structure? If my family was a company, what were we working towards? And get clarity on like, hmm, is that what I'm trying to find within my relationships? Because that's what I believe f- intimate, close relationships rooted in quote unquote, my definition of love. That's the goal is fulfillment, is money, is having a roof over the head is survival or is love, like whatever it may be. Ask yourself, what was, what was my role in my family? What was our goal as a family? Am I trying to reenact these things within my relationship? And also if you're going through a breakup, ask yourself the question, does the loss of the identity within the relationship trigger you more than the loss of the person within the relationship? Because a lot of the things in our world it's our world and it's about us, right? It's always about us. And we project it onto other people and we're like, oh, it's all about them. Or it's like, it can be the anger end of that of like blame, blame, blame. But it could also be the sadness of like, I can't imagine my life without you, right? But at the end of the day, everything is about us. (laughs) We're all a bunch of narcissists. Just kidding. No, we're not. But a lot of us, like we are operating from our own world, our own reality, our own perception. And we do have personal selfish goals. We can at least be freaking honest about that. So ask yourself, what is actually triggering me and making me really sad about the loss of this relationship from my end before I start talking about them? What is it about me that I'm sad about? Am I going to miss being a girlfriend? Am I going to miss being that person's girlfriend? Am I going to miss our mannerisms? Am I going to miss what? Like how, what are you going to really miss and how much of that has to do with you versus them? So this might be the shortest episode I've ever done, but I'm super glad that I redid it because honestly, the last one was like 30 minutes and I just finished it and I was like, blah, like, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. And I'm finishing this one and I feel really good about it. So you know what? quality over quantity y'all and I hope that you enjoyed if you did please share the episode to your Instagram story and tag me at shan.riley with r-i-l-e-y-y-y three y's and also if you haven't already I would love for you to come and follow me on TikTok my name is Shannon Riley 10 r-i-l-e-y 10 it's funny that I barely remember that um but I've been growing a lot over there just talking about just making a lot of breakup content and I'm really enjoying it. And the TikTok algorithm is freaking bananas if you have not experienced it yet. So I would encourage you to come hang over on there. And uh, that's about it. If you enjoyed the show, shoot me a DM. Let me know how it impacted you, what resonated with you. Send this to a friend to share the healing, share the growth and help everybody evolve into who they're meant to be, which is their true, authentic, loving, compassionate unconditionally accepted versions of themselves and also if you really loved it you can always leave a review on apple Podcasts. that really helps the show grow on its own and it makes me smile so that's everything that i got for this week i will see y'all same place same time next week here on the podcast